everyone. Welcome to Oh Wow! The Podcast, a weekly recap and analysis of every episode of Skins UK starting from the very beginning. I'm your host, Augustine, and today we're getting into Season 5, Episode 4, Live. I hope you all had a great week. I mostly was working a lot this week. I'm posting this episode a couple days late because I just needed a little time to chill. That said, I'm really excited to get into this episode today. I've just been doing a lot of thinking about skins, and especially since today is a new Euphoria episode, and that always just brings me right back to skins and how much I love it and how much this community means to me. So if you're listening, thank you. I appreciate you, and we're making it through the winter, guys. It's going to be spring soon. (laughs) Just hang in there. So we open with Liv and Nick having sex in the van, and this is a thing that they're doing. Yep, not much to say about that. She says, this is never going to happen again, and he says the typical, well, that's what you said last time, and then you're the one who called me. Oh, actually, this episode, I'm probably going to be really heated. I've had a lot of thoughts and I might go on some tangents, so that's kind of the vibe that might end up happening today. Um, So she heads home from her little rendezvous with Nick. Her little cropped pink jacket is a lot. (laughs) I kind of hate her outfit, although her jeans look really comfy. I like the baggy jeans with the bodysuit, like that part of it is good, but the houndstooth pattern bodysuit and the little cropped, I don't know, I guess it's cute, but whatever. Anyway, I don't want to be too nitpicky about Liv's outfit. Uh, We meet her family, and so, so far we meet her mom, who is very into crystals and kind of hippie stuff, but is the typical, like, really neurotic, uptight, controlling person who's like, I'm so into crystals, and I mean, same. (laughs) It also made me think of that show Pen15, there's an episode where the parents go on a, like, hippie retreat, but they're just fighting and so that's kind of a trope that I've seen in other shows and we also meet Liv's little sister Maud who seems like a sweet little girl just a normal little sister nothing super noticeable so the mom heads out for this crystal retreat and Aloe, Rich, Grace, and Frankie show up at the door they're ready to party And Minnie also shows up and is acting really apologetic. Minnie is extremely manipulative this whole episode, which is fair enough because, like, Liv is sleeping with her boyfriend and lying about it. But also, Minnie's not great. Nobody's great. Like, in the three of them, Nick, Minnie, and Liv, they're all just being shitty to each other. So... She's like, I'm really sorry, you guys are all really alternative and cool, and like Liv and Nick and I want to be friends with you guys, will you give us a chance, because I think we could all be really good friends, which is clearly just a ploy for her to try to alienate Liv, I guess, like if she becomes friends with everybody else, then they can kind of like kick Liv out of the friend group, I think that's Minnie's angle here, and also... 
some of the things Minnie was saying reminded me of uh, in the last generation when Karen was talking to, I think, JJ or somebody outside of Naomi's house. And Karen was saying, like, oh, you guys are all so cool. And I feel like I'm just a basic, like, regular boring girl in comparison, which I think is a really interesting angle that Skins takes. And so Minnie's kind of saying the same thing, like, you guys are really cool and I just feel really basic and boring in comparison. So there's that little parallel there. And they agree to be friends, and then Minnie pulls out a bag of weed from her mom's new boyfriend, who's a hell's angel. And I was cracking up so hard because Aloe... Aloe is such a great character. I really appreciate him in this watch-through of the show. He's like, no one leaves this house until this bag is empty. And I was just like, what a mood. That was totally me in high school, like... I was the one, which is why I'm in sobriety now and don't drink anymore, but definitely was like, nobody's leaving this house until we all do a hundred shots, bro. <laughs> like, literally, that was, that was me. So I kind of laughed at that. Uh, and so everybody's in the living room smoking, trying to get through this giant bag of weed and Minnie is in the kitchen with Liv and is kind of passive-aggressively threatening her while making this jungle juice type of booze punch beverage. She's just being really snarky and, I don't know, I don't handle passive aggression very well because I don't usually pick up on it and just assume that everything's fine until people, like, totally freak out and... Then I'm like, oh, you were mad. Oh, that makes sense. That's probably a neurodivergent thing. But anyway, moving along. So we kind of just leave the house party scene there. And Liv says, okay, I'll go get Sherry for the punch. And she leaves. Then we go to prison. And Liv's sister is in prison, apparently. She doesn't really give Liv any helpful advice on how to deal with this friend situation. And this whole episode is kind of a dreamy liminal space episode because now that I'm looking at my notes, I'm like, why do we just go to prison? But Liv's life is also like through her eyes as the narrator. She's really fucked up all the time. So... We could just be getting glimpses of things that are happening, and there's, like, a lot of blacking out involved, too, I think. And it leaves me wondering, who is Liv? Because so far we've seen her identity in relation to Minnie, in relation to her mom, in relation to her sisters, in relation to being Minnie's best friend, fucking Minnie's boyfriend, whatever... But we don't really know who Liv is at her core. And I don't think Liv knows who she is at her core other than just this sort of accomplice to everyone else in her life. So she leaves the prison and she's waiting at the bus stop to go back home, I'm guessing. And she sits next to the random mystery guy who we met when Frankie was shooting the pellet gun and he went up to her and I'm dedicated to not saying his name until we find out his name way later in the episode. So we're calling him mystery guy for now, 
and they're sitting together. They are kind of riffing off each other, I guess. And then this like guy who's escaping from prison runs past and knocks Liv over into the guy and is like, you got to take these drugs like they're on to me. So he hands them a bag of drugs and then he says, emancipation from the bondage of the soil is not freedom for the tree. And I was thinking about that because I'm like, this has to have some intention, this very specific phrase. So emancipation from the bondage of the soil is not free. So it's like having no roots is the concept, I guess. And like having no roots is not freedom for the tree because the tree needs roots to thrive and grow. And that really does relate to live. And also this mystery guy, as we'll see, like being displaced and... It's like a fucking Johnny Hobo song where it's like, if you don't want to work, then that becomes your job or whatever. Like if you want to do nothing and be free and live this life that they end up living in this episode, then you can't really settle down and grow anywhere. And anyway, blah, blah, blah. I won't rant too much about that, but I just thought it was an interesting line that deserved a couple minutes of introspection and reflection. So they have these drugs, the guy runs away, and Liv and Mystery Man are now together deciding who gets to do the drugs. And Liv says, let's get fucked, burn it to the ground, and dance on the embers, and then you can take your coach. And that is very Skins, isn't it? To just say, hey, let's fuck it all up, burn it to the ground. And I was really relating to a lot of this episode. I think even more so now, strangely, because when I was a teenager watching Skins and partying and stuff, I didn't really feel like I had roots in the first place, but... Now that I do, it's like I can feel Liv trying to escape from her very controlling, perfectionistic life and just needing to get away from that and saying, fuck it, let's just burn it all to the ground. That's a line that I have said recently, just in terms of relationships and things. Like, sometimes you just want to burn it all down and just start over. But um, anyway interesting line and she says okay basically mystery man i'll party with you and whatever we can hang out she says the reason she chose him is because she is because he's little (laughs) and she does karate literally me going on dating apps this past year and looking for short guys so that i could feel like i could beat them up if I'm, like, hanging out with random guys and they tried to attack me or something, I'm like, I want to hang out with someone that I know I can take in a fight if it comes down to it. <laughs> Which is probably terrible. But I don't know, whatever. Sometimes I say things on this podcast that I'm like, is this going to make me look shitty in 10 years? Probably. But you know what? Say lovey. Burn it all to the fucking ground, you know? Anyway, so they take the drugs. I don't know what the drugs are. It's like mystery skins drugs that they wrap in paper and eat. 
maybe I'm just not hip enough to know what they're taking, but I think it's just like something made up because it seems to have stimulant hallucinatory properties while being something you wrap in paper and eat. So I guess it's just like MDMA coke meth or something. I don't know. So they rob liquor from a gas station, which is great. Uh, We see that this mystery man is a really good influence, and they even joke about it, like, wow, you're such a great influence, because so far they've had a really destructive relationship of drugs and robbing a store. And they're sitting together, and Liv says, you're not real, you're like a Charles Dickens character. And they start coming up on the drugs, so they're starting to get really, like, intense in the way that they're talking and looking at each other and it's that (laughs) drug relationship bond where you're like did I just meet my fucking soulmate like we're in this together now and it just gets weird vibes like I kind of was having some weird flashbacks watching this scene because it was really accurately acted out and their pupils dilating and stuff and Just that whole phrase, you're not real, is a really big theme in this episode and is something I also... I don't know why I relate to this episode so much more now that I'm older. It's very strange to me. We're kind of having a therapy sesh here, guys. So, like, my friend Buzzy, hi Buzzy if you're listening to this, sent me a picture earlier of like a little cartoon ghost that was smoking and was like this reminds me of you which is so funny because they didn't know I've been taking notes on this episode where it's like sometimes you can just disappear maybe that's a good thing about not being famous and kind of having anonymity in the world is that you can just disappear and kind of live as a ghost and I kind of feel that way a lot (laughs) which we're not gonna get too deep into the psychology of that but I used to wonder all the time when I was younger like am I a ghost because I just feel like a lot of people don't really see me or hear me I don't know it's a very do you guys know what I'm talking about do you ever feel like there are just periods of life where people don't really see you or hear you and then sometimes you feel more real I'm not even talking about like depersonalization or anything like that. I It's more of an existential thing. And I feel like at least one person listening to this will know what I mean. And they'll be like, holy shit, someone said it. Because I've never really heard anyone talk about this. But sometimes it is just like, you can just kind of fade away. I don't know. It's weird. Anyway... If you have thoughts about this, please write in because it's an interesting topic and it comes up a lot in this episode. So anyway, they go to this costume shop. There's one that was exactly like this costume store in Northampton, Massachusetts years ago. I think it closed down um, the most recent times I visited. I didn't see it. It might be like a sex shop now or a restaurant or something, but it was exactly like this store, just sort of weird vibes and they're just like tripping out in the store and the shop owner comes up and we can immediately see that he's really creepy he's like oh i have this outfit for you and this suit for you and mystery man is like i think i'll just hang out with her but 
he gets Liv to go in this dressing room and we see there's a security camera and she's like all fucked up on the floor and the um, shop owner comes in and tries to assault her and it's like really fucking scary and fucked up and mystery man comes in and hits the guy in the head with a fire extinguisher which is great like good protect her you know and they just like kick the shit out of the store owner and then they rob the till and they take the security footage which is good um but the whole thing is like so fucked up and honestly i think they did the right thing i really do because it's all just self-defense like this guy was horrible and they steal some bear costumes to try to hide from the cops or whatever, which that is, like, definitely drug brain of just, like, this it makes sense. We should do this. So that's kind of funny. And then they just run around in bear costumes for the rest of the episode. Um, maybe that should get the Bristol's best, but it's not. So, uh... Mystery Man mentions that he punched his brother the day before and that having your hand hurt from beating someone isn't that bad. So again, a great sign. Real green flag behavior. Just kidding. This guy is 10 out of 10 red flags. Um, But he does kind of stand up for Liv, so I appreciate that at least. And... She's like, what if we killed the shop owner? And this part, I was screaming. He goes, pervs don't die. He'll be back. And fucking mood. It's true. Pervs don't die. Terrible people just live forever to torture the rest of us. I really believe that. Um... She asks to run away to the country with him, and they come up with this romanticized whirlwind plan that they're going to party all night, and then in the morning they'll take the bus to the country and they'll run away together and live their life together. So we'll see how that goes. And she goes, this is real, right? And he says, this is real. So again, that topic comes up. And... You know, maybe part of it is just, like, from being neglected as a child, (laughs) which I feel like Liv definitely was, or being really lonely, really chronically lonely, um, makes you feel not real, and, like, I was an only child, so I think chronic loneliness comes from being an only child, and it does give you this weird distorted sense of reality sometimes again might just be me but it's interesting to see it in the show especially when you're taking a lot of substances that doesn't help you feel like anything's real um so it's time to go clubbing they go clubbing and dancing and then it's time to bang under the full moon skins things really nothing super remarkable about that They head back to the house to gather supplies for their journey to the country in the morning as we're still on track for that. And now they're also sort of fleeing this crime of beating the shopkeeper. And we walk in on Minnie in Liv's bed and Nick is like under the covers. They're doing sexual activities and Liv is like, what the fuck? And this is when we discover that 
mystery man's name is Maddie, and he is Nick's brother. So Liv has slept with brothers, which is a move. And... Oh, there was one little scene, just one tiny moment, where Frankie lights a cigarette in the morning, and I could feel it. I think I'm just really nostalgic today. Oh, you know what it is? Okay, so today, a little bit about my day. I have a client, and I was in their home, and they have a lot of alcohol, as normal people do, just a bar cart. But their taste in alcohol is, like, exactly what I would have preferred to drink when I was drinking. And I don't usually feel triggered by alcohol or anything because most people drink beer and wine and whatever. And I never liked that stuff. But this client had absolute vodka and Jose Cuervo tequila. And those were my two drinks of choice. So just seeing that, I think this morning... I was there really early and really had the same vibe as those early party mornings and then seeing Frankie in the morning after the party and everyone's like passed out and they're lighting a cigarette and then they fall over under the couch, which comes up later. But there was something very nostalgic about that. I'm not trying to romanticize any of this, by the way, if you're younger and listening to this, it's like now I'm 27 and I'm a year sober from alcohol and many years sober from other drugs and it's really not that romantic in retrospect I would have been fine if I didn't do all that so Liv is just like what the fuck is going on this is too much and she kicks everybody out and I give Bristol's best to Grace I just love Grace's fashion sense in general but she's wearing navy blue tights and this very twee blue polka dot dress and I just think she looks so cute must have been very uncomfortable to sleep in that outfit but Grace found a way so that's the Bristol's best for this app uh Nick says that Maddie is a psycho and I was wondering if there's supposed to be any sort of parallels between whatever happened with Liv's sister which we don't really find out there's maybe some mention that her sister attacked her mom or something like that happened there was a fight so I just think it's interesting that Nick is like supposed to be the put together popular cool guy and then Maddie is like the psycho weird fucked up sibling and how maybe Liv wants to align with the like put together popular normal people like Minnie and Nick but she feels really torn because she is kind of this like fucked up hot mess person and her sister is that way and I think she's really torn between those two things like do you want to be put together popular care about what everyone thinks or do you want to just say fuck it and burn it all to the ground and be violent and commit crimes and all this stuff you know so anyway she kicks Maddie out she says I don't trust you and he looks really hurt and she kind of has to go back to her real life and that is the thing is you can't really live in this liminal space forever at some point you have to live a functioning real life and go to school and work and that kind of stuff so Liv is 
dejected sitting on the couch after everyone has left and she's cleaned up and then Frankie pops up from behind the couch and is like what's up what's going on and Liv is explaining that all this stuff with Minnie is so messed up and this is an interesting exchange when Frankie says all that hate and blame is toxic and Liv says is it or are you just too fucking sensitive oh my heart and Frankie just like shrugs it off and is like whatever I watched this tape of you we see the tape is this really cute best friends tape of Liv and Minnie and their more innocent fun days of just being silly and being kids and before all the drama but man that exchange uh there are different ways of looking at this world and I side with Frankie that all this drama and stuff is just really toxic. <laughs> I mean, Frankie's not wrong. It obviously is toxic and they should just communicate about shit and get it together. But also it is real life and those things happen. And so Liv is also not completely wrong telling Frankie to kind of grow up like that's kind of what happens i guess we'll revisit that issue in later episodes um liv finds out from a radio broadcast that the shopkeeper guy was arrested he survived they didn't kill him like they thought they might have killed him and he was fine and he got caught with the security camera footage that he had whatever creepy fucking shit he was doing in there i don't even want to know And it gave me this sense that she is realizing, okay, so everything is going to be okay, which means I have to keep going. And that's one of the scariest things when you are in that mindset of burn everything to the ground. It's like, well, what if everything keeps going? And what if everything does turn out okay? And then you have to figure out what to do next. (laughs) That's a scary thing. You gotta keep fighting. Uh, We go back to the prison to visit her sister. I don't know if this song was in the original series or if this is like a Hulu edit that they put in, but it's a direct knockoff of a Grimes song. It's like the Genesis or the Oblivion song or whatever. Okay, I'm not gonna sing Grimes beats to you, but I thought that was kind of funny. Anyway... So, I don't know. There's really not much that happens in the prison scene. I feel like it's just very elusive and there's sort of, like, something happened with the mom, like I said, but we don't really get too much information. And then she goes back to the bus stop outside the prison and sees Maddie and she's, like, apologizing to him, but he doesn't forgive her. And so she, in a great move, chugs a fifth of vodka to manipulate him into staying with her. Uh, it's bad. Don't do that, okay? Like, that's really an awful thing to do. And then she's just puking, and he is kind of, like, forced into this position of taking care of her and staying with her. And it's just, the, uh, like, this is the worst skins. T- I, it's like Cassie does it. And I have Cassie tattooed on my body. And I have a tattoo of her overdosing because Sid stood her up for a date. So, like, 
who am I to say anything? It's just, I hope that I condemned Cassie as much as I'm condemning Liv for doing this. And I think that I did because tisk tisk, this is not appropriate behavior. Anyway, it works. <laughs> That's the problem with skins is that they do this and then they're like, no, it works because then you end up with the guy. <laughs> So that's bad. Um, but anyway, so she goes back. She's, like, talking to Minnie. And Minnie is being really evil in this scene. Although, again, I can sympathize because Liv is sleeping with her boyfriend. And she's pissed off at everybody. And it's, like, easier to punish Liv than to punish Nick. Because I think Minnie uses Nick for her social status. But... Liv doesn't really boost Minnie's social status and Minnie is really obsessed with like keeping herself high in the social hierarchy so Minnie says I'll forgive you if you chug another fifth of vodka and Liv is just crying and she's like I can't my stomach is raw and Minnie says well that's the only way that I'll forgive you is to like prove that you're sorry so Liv chugs it and then Minnie says I hope you die puking out your kidneys bitch which is oh my god what the fuck like Jesus Christ! Um, and then Minnie just leaves, and Liv goes home, and is sick, and miserable, and her mom is, like, not supportive, not talking to her at all about what's going on, and that really breaks my heart, is that Liv has, like, no one to talk to. Her sister's not helpful, her mom's not helpful, like, none of her friends are there for her, and she clearly has a lot of issues and, like, no one to really talk to about them. So, I really want to see better for Liv, because there's really no resolution at the end of this episode, it's just kind of like, Liv is miserable, the end. And then she goes and watches a movie with her sister, her little sister Maud. And I guess that is, like, the one relationship Liv has, is she can make things okay with her little sister and try to, like, do better for her little sister. Which is interesting because they kind of do that with Cassie, too. It, especially in season seven, where it's, like, Cassie really just does everything for her little brother because that's, like, all she has. And I think that can be a very touching storyline. So I would like to see them develop that with Liv some more. I don't really remember what happens with Liv. So anyway, great episode. A lot happens. I was a little intimidated taking it on because I remembered it being a lot. And it was. So I'm happy that we got to go into everything. I hope you guys liked listening. And uh, next week we'll be talking about Nick. I hate him. I don't remember if I'll hate him less, but I feel like I can't hate him more. So maybe I'll hate him less next week. I guess we'll find out. So yeah, um, check out the Instagram at oh wow the podcast if you want to write in anything about that. Someone needs to kick my butt and tell me to upload the past episodes to YouTube. DM me on Instagram and tell me that you're you're desperately waiting for me to upload to YouTube. <laughs> I need some guilt tripping to do it. Anyway, hope you all have a great week. Stay safe. Stay sane as much as possible. And yeah, see you next Friday for season five, episode five. Thanks. Bye.